Yeah, you need a window or something. You need some like natural light. You need some vitamin A. Nope. Vitamin what do you mean? D. Nope. Nope. Oh, whatever. Because vitamin D. Nope. I need to get start get you some supplements. I'm getting that's nope. for yeah for Christmas. I'm getting you multivitamins. I take them. Do you? Yep, every day. Mm. You need some different ones. I just need a different colleague. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of that. I'm only half joking laughs. But I'm <laughs> This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. My name is Robino. Robino? Robino. Shit, I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> My name is Robino. <laughs> Joining me today is Maid Marion. Hey, that's me. And Steve. No, I'm sorry. I'll go back. Joining me today is Ryan Flurry. That's still me. And Steve Barkley. I have a much lower voice than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we are. We are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the the enthusiasm is palpable. Hey, well, at least it's better than recording on Mondays. That's true. At least we're more chipper than than we were last summer. Yeah, we were recording on Mondays all the time. Well, next week's a Monday show. What? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought we were done with that. Well, yeah, it's why? when guests are available. Sam from the Blind Life. He can only do oh. Monday. Sam, damn it. What are you doing to us, man? Mondays. Yep. Oh, well, he's got to deal with it, so. Yeah, yeah that's right. He's got to put up with us, yeah. our whining. Yeah. Uh, what's new? What's going on? Well, this past weekend, we went to the Blind Beginnings Gala. Oh, that's yeah. true. We How did. was that? That was pretty good. Yeah. 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 The room was full again. Yeah. Some good music, some great prizes. Lots of money being spent. Yep. Oh, good. Good. So they, uh, did, it was, I don't know, anything interesting happened? Anyone get drunk and fall down? Oh, no, we saw your ex-wife. Oh, good. Oh, was she there? Yeah, she was there. Oh, was she? Wonderful. No, she didn't talk to you? No, I didn't. I'm not I surprised. Think. She never liked you. Well, Sophia didn't talk to me either. She was standing <laughs> right beside me. So <laughs> Nobody likes me. I understand that. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, What's cool is there was a hugging corner. That's right. Yes. You can was, go up and get a hug. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. It's actually a business now that you can actually hire a hug. Yeah. Liz, Liz Charnier, who <laughs> used to work for uh, the uh, CNIB in, uh, in Vancouver, has a new business called Hug Wellness. And uh, in the greater Vancouver area, you can uh, dispatch her to go hug somebody. <laughs> you can uh, hire her for uh, events. Yep. And have her set up a hugging booth for you at events. Uh, and let me tell you, uh, she was giving out free samples and <laughs> Liz can hug. She's a <laughs> good hugger. Excellent hugger. <laughs> Interesting. I highly recommend the mama bear from her menu. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah. She's yeah. got a menu. Yeah. She, what? Yeah. You can pick your hug off of it. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah, it is. 
Is there like a creepy uncle hug? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure you could develop one. I would like, like a creepy uncle. <laughs> uncomfortable, uncomfortable coworker hug. <laughs> Borderline sexual harassment hug. <laughs> you can pitch these ideas too. Yeah, I will. I'll, uh, I'll help her expand the menu. Yeah. <laughs> The air hug, the, you know, the one that, you know, yeah. try not to... <laughs> try not to touch in any way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Uh, what are we doing today? Today we are talking with co-founder of Envision AI, Karthik Kennan. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting little app. Uh, have you had a chance to play with it? Very briefly. I had installed it, kind of forgot about it, opened it up, and I think I had like a day left in my trial, so... Oops. Yeah, very, very briefly. Well, I figured you'd be all over this thing because unlike a lot of uh, apps that are like this, and we should just actually describe to people what, what it actually is. Uh, you want to you do that? Go for it. Sure. It's an app very similar to Seeing AI that has uh, the ability to recognize text, handwriting, barcodes, um, all sorts of functionality that is continually being developed and improved. Can you describe a scene? Describes a scene, yeah. It's available on iOS and Android. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's try it right now. Hold on. Let's see. I'll take a picture of Ryan. It's probably your headphones that's confusing it. It's like, what? What is that? <laughs> it's a mouse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Large mouse sitting on a couch. <laughs> it's a giant rat. <laughs> It'll come back with, there is a man being Looks eaten like by a, a person coach. sitting in a living room. Oh, there you go. Boom. See, take that as a compliment. It says, the, it says the, yeah, well, that too. It says the guitar dungeon looks like a living room. Yep. Boom. There you go. Well, he practically lives down here. That's true. Pretty much. That's true. That's why he's grumpy all the time. Yep. Uh, oh, hey, you know what? You know what we should do uh, before we talk about anything else? We should talk about our big announcement. What big announcement? You know exactly what big I announcement. I know nothing. Don't play stupid. Oh, no. you totally know. Nothing. He does know. We were just is. talking about it a minute ago, and then yeah. now, you, now we're recording, and you're going to deny it all? Such an actor. Denial. Go ahead, Ryan. Give it the big announcement. Give a drum roll. No, you give the announcement, because you know what's going on. I can only hold on to this you, drum roll for okay, so long. Okay, okay. Let's get on with it. So, uh, we, okay, okay, that's enough drum roll. Okay. okay. Uh, we are announcing uh, our big 150th episode, which is coming up uh, in a few weeks. Uh, we're doing, we've decided to do something a little different. Uh, we are doing a live, quote, live show. Um, we're going to give people the opportunity to join in our room, ask us questions, uh, visit, say how much they love us. Hang out a little bit. Hang out. Uh, we're going to be talking stuff, whatever the topic of the day is. We're probably talking some news. We're going to be probably having some tequila. Yeah. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. So it's a little bit of an open forum and, uh. It's going to be May... What's the date, Ryan? It's going to be on May 2nd at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, Pacific time. That's 8 o'clock Eastern. That's right. So what we're going to be doing, we'll be publishing... No, wait, what? What? It's not 8 o'clock Eastern. It's 8.30 Eastern. No, it's 8. 
It's what? three hours. Three hours. Right? Shows at 5.30. Oh, 5.30. Sorry, sorry. I thought you said five. <laughs> okay, so it's 8.30. There we go. There's already confusion. See, I'm not even listening That's to it. That's rewind. Okay. So. No, keep it in. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be using Zoom. Uh, we'll be posting the link um, probably within the next week or so. Um, people will be able to click on that and uh, join us when the... Uh, when it's time, and uh, we'll go from there. Send well, and if you can't join us, feel free to send us a, a voice file or a voice recording that we can play on the show as well. An email. An email, email at cow, cowbell at atbanter.com. It's a bit of a birthday show, so those are always a little wild around here. I don't even, I don't even remember the last birthday you, show. You have to supply your own tequila. Wait, what? Yeah, viewers. They have. Oh, the, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, we're, we're not sending tequila. To <laughs> well, is there an emoji to, emoji for tequila? There, we there send some tequila emojis. Be. There's like this yeah, one that's uh, green. There's a green face that looks like it's throwing up. That might be, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a spring break uh, emoji. That's, uh, that's perfectly funny. appropriate. <laughs> we'll be announcing it every week until then at nauseum, and we'll be posting it all over our social media and on the website. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing people there. Hey, Steve, why don't you tell the fine folks about Canadian Assistive Technology? Well, Canadian Assistive Technology is a Canadian-based distributor of, guess what, Assistive Technology. I would not have guessed that. Uh, really? Oh, i got to work something better into the name then. <laughs> um, and uh, we do uh, all kinds of low vision and blindness aids, as well as all kinds of physical access aids and uh, accessible furniture, you name it, visit our website at www.canastech.com. Rick, let me ask you about this. Chaos Technical Services. Chaos Technical Services. Don't sound so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Speaking of repairs. We are the sister company to Canas Tech. Um, we do the repairs on uh, low vision devices, uh, uh, reading machines, uh, for libraries, braille printers, and pretty well anything in between. We can be found at uh, www.chaostechnicalservices.com. Joining us now is Karthik Kanen, co-founder of Envision AI. Karthik, yeah. Karthik joining me in the room today. I'm Ryan, by the way. <laughs> and okay. we've got Steve Barclay. Hello there. Hi, Steve. How are you? Excellent. And Rob Minot. Hello. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? I'm... Pretty good. Also, I got coffee. I had to think about it for a second because the coffee hasn't quite kicked in yet, but there was a slight delay nice. with the neurons. Yeah, how's the weather there at your place? I mean, here it's just starting to be spring in the Netherlands and it's still sunny outside, so it's a nice thing. Wait, is that where you are? You're in, are you in the Netherlands? Yeah, so uh, we're based out of the Netherlands and uh, we have our, our, our office here in the Netherlands and that's where I'm based out of, yeah. All right, we're on our way. Yeah, okay. we're coming to visit. <laughs> you got a guest yeah, room? Definitely. Oh, you guys should. Like, now is the perfect time. It's the tulip season here in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. So you're going to have uh, a lot of stuff to see around here now. Yeah. Yeah, our weather's not too, too bad. We're, we're, we're in spring now, too. It's a little little damp, but okay. things are looking brighter. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, it's always it's it's my favorite time of the year. So yeah. All right. Well, let's let's dive right into things. So tell us, uh, give us a real brief overview of of uh, the Envision AI app. Um, mm -hmm. Just maybe a snapshot of of exactly what it does. Sure. So uh, Envision 
AI is an app that uh, speaks out all kinds of visual information that's in front of you. You know, so uh, it can help uh, people read text, recognize faces, recognize objects, and so much more. Um, the app is available on both iOS and Android, and uh, it's been around for almost a year, year and a half now. And uh, the app is is uh, is used by people from across the world. And it's really, really good at, I would say it's really good at reading text. That's what people use it a lot for. Uh, but off late, we've been doing a lot of improvements with object recognition and people are slowly gravitating towards that within the app as well. So that's that's a brief overview uh, of the app. And uh, yeah, uh, the app is available uh, free to download for, for, uh, for a no strings attached 14 day trial from the app store. And uh, yeah, you can just download the app on both iOS and Android. And after 14 days, uh, there is a subscription fee that's attached to the app. So you can pay $5 per month and $40 per annum, and you can just buy it outright for $200. And that's that's basically Envision in a nutshell. Yeah. So right right out of the gate, what I'll say is, mm. is fairly unique, um, is that you guys are available on both iOS and Android. Yeah. Um, what we've seen for, from a lot of these um, from similar apps is that they're usually mm -hmm. available on one platform or another. W was yeah. was that sort of a goal initially when you started developing the app? Is that look we want to launch this on on both platforms? Definitely. Um, like right from day one when we were designing the product, when we were building the early iOS version and the the AI that's behind it, uh, all that was just aimed towards making it as cross-platform as possible. Uh, so much so that, you know, even the Envision smart classes would use the same uh, technology as the app that is being used right now. So, yeah, it, it, we designed it from day one to be as cross-platform and as global as possible. So that's been our aim. And uh, the Android app, of course, is a little complex. And I, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons why developers, uh, you know, tend to gravitate to either one or the other because uh, just managing one platform nowadays itself is a very complex thing to do. And uh, but, but since the design of it from the beginning was to be, make it available on both these platforms, we, we somehow managed to do that pretty well. Yeah. How do you um, how do you uh, separate yourself from uh, other uh, products like this? Like, for example, uh, the Microsoft Seeing AI. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think there there are a couple of ways uh, where we actually go ahead and and, and distinguish ourselves. Uh, I think the most important thing, uh, you know, I could give you a bunch of reasons, but I think the most important thing is definitely the fact that uh, we're really really clued into the community, uh, and we're a we're a much more community driven app uh, than most apps out there. So right from the beginning. Uh, uh, the app has been sort of, we, we get active feedback from users, we listen to users. Uh, in fact, one of the most used features within the app is this feature called request a call, where users can give us a call and then we directly, you know, have a chat with them and help them out with issues and so on. So I think community driven aspect is one. Uh, but I think in terms of uh, the accuracy when it comes to text recognition or when it comes to object recognition, we're definitely better. Uh, we're also heavily localized. So unlike other apps like Seeing AI, which are only available to the English-speaking community, uh, we're available pretty much across the world in over 60 different languages. Mm -hmm. So you can talk about Arabic, Hebrew, Chinese, Hindi. Uh, we're available in all those languages as well. And um, we have a lot more features, uh, you know, 
that are that are more than what seeing AI has and stuff that's also in the pipeline. For example, um, we have this feature called scan and find, which allows you to scan for objects in real time, just like how you scan for text. Uh, we have um, the option to import PDFs and be able to read PDFs. And it also works as a, a bit of a PDF reader as well. And uh, yeah, so on and so forth. So we do have features that differentiate us, but the primary driver, I would say, is the community and the fact that we are a lot more international than most apps you would find on the market. So now you guys have been have been out for, for just over a year. How long was it in development for? Oh, uh, it's been in development for... I think almost two and a half years now. So Envision started off as a thesis uh, of my, uh, you know, my co-founder. So basically, he gave a talk at a blind school in India about uh, two and a half years ago, and uh, this whole and, and Envision started off as a result of that conversation that he was having with uh, visually impaired high schoolers back in India, and. Uh, it, the thesis went on for almost a year. So the, during that thesis, uh, what used to happen was he used to talk to a lot of visually impaired people in the Netherlands. And then I used to build prototypes based on the insights that he got. And uh, we used to have this back and forth going on for almost six to eight months. At the end of the thesis, a lot of the folks that we spoke to strongly felt that if we really wanted to see this out in the market, uh, then we have to do this full time and we have to do this as a company. Um, and that's when we decided to start up. So Envision as a, as a concept, as an idea, has been in development for almost two and a half years. Yeah. Now, and and I, I don't know how much of this you can really talk about, but maybe, again, just give us a, a bit of a, a, a layman's snapshot of how does the app work? What what kind of technology sure. does it utilize? Sure. So the app, uh, in 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 a real in really simple terms, it the app just takes an image, any image that you that you give it, or any visual information that you give it, and basically processes that uh, information according to what kind of actions you'd want to take on that image. So if I give it an image and I say, I want to know all the text in that image, the AI within the app goes ahead and uh, you know looks for text within that image. Now, if you give it an image or a video feed and say, I want to look for specific objects, the AI basically goes ahead and you know uh, tries to find specific objects in that image or a video feed. And that's really like the layman terms of how this works. Um, Going into the technical details a little bit more, the app uses uh, what is today called deep learning to help uh, you know to 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 actually do the uh, the uh, the tasks of text recognition or object recognition and so on, and uh, it's a mix of stuff that happens on the phone and stuff that happens on the cloud. So we have some uh, AI tools within the phone itself, and so for example, offline text recognition or object recognition, all that stuff happens on device. Um, there are some you know, uh, actions which are at the moment too difficult for us to fit on a phone. And so they happen on a, on a cloud server. So for example, things like handwriting recognition or things like uh, document recognition, all that stuff happens uh, on the cloud. So we have two kinds of AI tools within the app. And eventually what we want to do is we want to have all of the uh, the AI work happening on device, so it's fast and uh, it's it's a lot more accurate that way as well. Yeah. 
So now uh, AI, um, deep learning, neural networks, these are all sort of buzzwords that are, that are, are Definitely. floating yeah. around a lot these days. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it does seem like like it's a it's a hot technology right now, even though it's it's sort of sure. it's still very much evolving. It's still very much in, at its infancy. How how does that impact you guys? Um, like, are you is the technology sort of constantly always getting better so that you're always able to improve the app? Yeah, in a way, yes. So I totally agree to the fact that today uh, AI and deep learning and all those things are a lot more buzzwords than than actual real stuff, you know. Uh, and companies sort of throw them around and and make tall claims. But uh, early on, you know, I I have a research background, and uh, my research in my research background, one of the things that I really try to focus on uh, is to separate the hype from what's real. And that's something that we do really well at Envision. So when we look at some new, uh, you know, advancement in neural networks or in new advancements uh, in object recognition or some part of of, of AI, uh, I'm we're pretty much able to go ahead and separate what's hype and what's real. And there are lots of developments that are happening uh, really fast, and we do incorporate a lot of new developments as and when they tend to happen. Uh, and some of uh, and some of the two, uh, the tools that we use within Envision are actually at the very cutting edge uh, of, of AI research. You know, some of the tools that we use within Envision uh, were actually released to the public only about, you know, six or seven months ago. We, we do incorporate such technologies as well. But uh, you have to be very careful. You need to be really careful about what the technology can do and not really make tall claims about it. So it does help us with advancements in the field. And we do try to incorporate them as much as we can within the app, uh, you know, and, and deploy it at scale, basically. Well, you know, it, and it's an interesting marketplace right now because, you know, yeah. uh, here in North America, um, mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a service uh, called Ira. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you're familiar with it. Um, you know, and it's and it's getting a lot of uh, of traction and it's it's fairly mm -hmm. popular. Um mm -hmm. You know, I think it's interesting because, you know, that I think that shows that there's definitely a demand for this type of service. But, yeah. you know, the, the part of the problem with Ira is that there's still that there's still that human component to it. Um, you know, you're yeah. still connecting to a, to a human who's sort of, you know, an agent who uh, is walking you through the scene. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a little, sh you know, for, for as great as that service is, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. I, I think that. You know, even they are recognized that 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 human agent part of it uh, that's that's a, has a limited shelf life. Um, you know, they're actively Definitely. working on a, on an AI component of of that service as well. I, I think that it's all you know, AI is just going to be the way that all all these types of services will go. Exactly. You know, I totally agree with that. I totally agree that you know, um, humans are not entirely scalable. And that's the reason why uh, AI is getting popular. But I also believe that it's going to be an AI plus human combination that really de delivers the most value. Uh, I always believe that it's best to have a human in the loop uh, when it comes to these things. So while AI can really offload a lot of the tasks, I think even into the near future, say about five or, or seven years, or even 10 years for that matter, we're still going to depend on humans to do a lot of the uh, tasks that AI uh, won't be able to do as reliably. So 
I think it's it's like at Envision, we really want to build tools that empower humans in combination uh, with AI. So that's the kind of tools that we want to build, and that's the kind of uh, future we sort of envision as well. You know, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the team itself. Uh, how big is the team? Yeah, the, the team is about eight people now. <laughs> so really? we wow. have uh, the, the the two founders. So there's me. Uh, Karthik Kanan and I handle all the product and technology stuff at Envision. Uh, there's Karthik Mahadevan who handles all the design stuff, um, and uh, and he, he also works a bit on the growth side of things as well. Uh, we have two uh, team members, Daphne and Irene, who work with us on B two B and B two C sales. So they really help us, uh, you know, do community outreach and so on. Uh, we have Shitij, who is our Android developer. So he comes in with a lot of Android experience and. He's like the main driver behind the Android uh, app. Uh, we also have Yese, who is a community tester. Uh, he's a community. He's a community manager at Envision, and he's also our alpha tester. So he's like the go-to guy uh, for testing uh, any of the uh, tools that we have. Uh, or, or any of the new software. So he's like the go-to guy for us to test. Uh, and we also have like an iOS engineer on board uh, who's helping us out with uh, the iOS app development and so on. So that's that's all of us in total. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly like I'm a little shocked because that seems to be a, a fairly small team for what you guys have accomplished. So no wonder you yeah, guys are there until eight o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we are, we are a small team. We're definitely growing, uh, but yeah, I think uh, we we believe in like hiring really effective people versus hiring a lot of people to do a, a, a task. So yeah, we are a tight knit team, but uh, we get stuff done at the end of the day. Just keep in mind, Steve's Ryan and I's boss, so don't don't say things like that. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> if you take the three of us together in this room, we sort of form one fairly effective person. <laughs> fairly. <laughs> yeah. We can put pants on. <laughs> so you made reference to Envision smart glasses earlier. Is Is there a product like that? Yes, uh, we're actually working on it very actively now. Uh, we are, uh, I would say, in 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 mid to late prototyping stage uh, with the app, uh, with the glasses. Sorry. So we've tried out a couple of glasses that are already there in the market. So our approach is to not really work uh, with uh, our own. We don't want to build our own smart glasses, or we don't want to get into that side of things. What we want to do is we want to take off-the-shelf smart glasses and uh, port the Envision app to work with them, uh, and give you uh, give users as many options uh, as they can possibly have with these glasses. So we're working with smart glasses. We're also working with wearable cameras so you can have cameras that you can wear around like a necklace you know and walk around so that's something that we're also you know working with so hopefully by the end of the year we should have something out uh, for people to start purchasing that's the timeline that we're aiming towards is that a bit of a process like trying to to, to decide on which um yeah smart glasses you're going to go with um do you kind of have to run through you know several different um 
products before you sort of land on the right one for for Envision? Definitely, definitely. That's like the most exhausting bit of the prototyping right now. So uh, the most exhausting bit is just getting those smart classes in and testing them out with users and then, you know, like spending a few weeks uh, developing or porting the app to work with those smart classes, uh, testing them out and then, you know, uh, checking, you know, either discarding them or then, you know, trying to do more testing with them. So that's like an extremely exhaustive aspect of it. But uh, we're also working with, you know, we also make sure to screen the glasses beforehand uh, and to see what, and, and we try and pick and choose glasses which we think will work for us in the first place. And we're also talking to a few partners uh, within the within EU, within the Netherlands, uh, who are trying to work with us to come up with a custom solution uh, of sorts uh, for the glasses that they work with. So, yeah, it's a it's a long process. Uh, trust me, it's just really <laughs> annoying a lot of times to spend so much uh, effort into porting you know your software to a particular classes and then trying them out only to know that hey, okay, this is not going to work out uh, with the users. So that's a difficult process, but um, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> well, and smart classes is a real it's a, it's a really interesting product because again, like there there are really getting to be so many out there and it's still something that really hasn't set the mainstream on fire um definitely 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 like i i think smart classes um are still up and coming there are some really good candidates out there definitely you know some uh, like a few guys who are sort of ahead of the curve uh more than the the rest of them but uh, I think it's still going to take some time to go mainstream, and I'm I'm really hoping that uh, Apple or Google puts out uh, uh, you know an updated version of the Google Glass either by Google or Apple puts out their smart glasses because that's when this whole stuff would go mainstream, you know. And uh, yeah, but we're going to be ready for that future when it comes. Well, and that must be what's must be exciting for you guys too, because you guys kind of are at the vanguard of 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 this really evolving technology that that is really you know at its beginnings and you guys are right there and and, you know developing for it already so you must must be you guys must be really excited definitely i mean we get to see a lot of things that uh i think is going to take about a year or two to become mainstream or to become known to the public you know we see technologies like that and we try to you know uh build uh, with that technology, keeping in mind that, okay, maybe a year down the line, this is going to get really popular, a year or two down the line, this is going to get really popular. So we're really trying to make those bets uh, right now from a development and from a product development perspective. And uh, hopefully they pay off, but it's super exciting. It's, it's extremely exciting to see what's happening. And we're at the intersection of wearable technology and you know mobile AI. Uh, that's right. that's the intersection that we're in and it's an extremely interesting intersection you know imagine being able to run uh, offline ocr on your smart glasses and you're just walking down the street and you're able to just look at stuff and read it uh, that's the kind of technology that we're sort of experimenting with right now and it's super exciting yeah and i mean you know there are even there there are plenty of of you know mainstream applications to a lot of this technology as well so yeah. it, it will sort of be interesting to see going forward if eventually um, features like like that are that are in Envision AI will just be baked into just like a mainstream app that 
everybody will use. And we'll get this sort of idea of a fully accessible, say, exactly. pair of I mean, wearables. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm super excited for that, and that's actually uh, that's actually part of our long term vision. You know, our long term vision is to really build tools that you know enable and enhance vision. So at this point, from what we see, we think the current technologies in object recognition or or uh, you know uh, OCR or, or, and and things like that that really applies uh, at the moment to the visually impaired community and we believe that we can use those tools to enable vision uh, but what we actually see say 5 years down the line is all these tools really enhancing the vision of everyday uh, users and that really goes well uh, with our our tagline our tagline is see what you can't and right now that applies to visually impaired people but I'm pretty sure that a few years down the line uh, it's going to apply to all of us and all of us are going to be able to see beyond just what we what our eyes can see you know that's that's the kind of future that we're working towards yeah and i think you're absolutely right i mean i, I really do think that in the next uh three to five years um smart glasses are are really going to catch fire the you, you're going to see yeah. a lot of people it, it's going to be the next definitely. thing it's going to be the next smartphone i think yeah, I mean, we we we're really seeing that happen in a lot of places. You know, we're seeing that, for example, uh, you know, with uh, visual question answers. So that's that's like a really hot area of computer vision right now, where uh, you can basically go ahead and uh, ask an AI questions, and it can answer. Like for example, you can just give it a give it an image, and you can say how many people are sitting in this photograph, and it can go ahead and you know count the number of people. You can see w what color is uh, is the T-shirt of the person. Uh, and so on. So we really see such technologies at its infancy in Envision. And that kind of technology is not just going to help visually impaired people, but even, you know, sighted people in the future. Sure. Uh, the stuff that we're doing with object recognition today helps visually impaired people, but tomorrow it could help a person go ahead and easily find a piece of clothing online that someone else is wearing down the street and, and so on. It's, it's limitless and that's super exciting. Sure. And, you know, and you too, you roll uh, stuff like facial recognition into that too. I mean, you can literally, um, you know, have, have the AI describe who the person is, what they're wearing, um, you know, what they're standing in front of. Um, you can really dissect an entire image um, right down to its core components. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's super exciting for us. And another area that's really exciting for us is is privacy, you know, and privacy in a very AI driven world. Uh, because at Envision, we really think a lot about privacy. We really spend a lot of time, you know, f making sure that the technologies that we use are really privacy conscious. And that's also like a field that's going to really boom in the coming years because people are a lot more aware of of you know, uh, how important privacy is sure. and privacy conscious AI is something that we're also like working towards. And we also see that happening uh, in other areas of the field. And that's something we're really excited about as well. Let's talk a little bit about AI because there, there is, there is that darker side of AI that, that people talk about uh, as well. Um, yeah. So, so when's your app taking over NORAD? <laughs> <laughs> Never. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I think 
the hype around AI uh, or, or AI being this really scary Terminator-like uh, thing, uh, that's a little overblown. But sure. what I'm really scared about is bias in AI. You know, that's that's a topic that people don't really talk about as much because the AI that we built is often a reflection of our own biases. And that bias is something to be more afraid of than, uh, you know, like AI getting too super intelligent and taking over humanity and destroying it all. I mean, I mean, I see the bias in AI being a bigger problem than the whole superhuman AI stuff. You know, that's, that's just too far-fetched, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the bias in AI thing is a more uh, urgent problem that we have to solve. Can, can you give us an example of that? I mean, uh, for example, you know, uh, there are lots of stories of of how uh, it, it starts with the data set, right? So if you if your data set, for example, uh, tries to profile criminals, just giving you an example, right? And if you pro- and, and if you build your data set with a certain bias, or if you don't check your data set for bias, it can start to really act up. So it, it can start, say, recognizing people of a certain race or, or of a certain color as, as criminals versus where, whereas the other uh, uh, people, in the da- they might not have enough representation in the data set. So there are lots of cases where the bias begins with the data set mm-hmm. itself. And that also, and since the model is trained on a data set, which is biased in the first place, that ends up being a problem. So that's what I mean by bias in AI. Right. Yeah. So this is yeah. this is actually stuff that 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 happens a lot in the real world as well. You know, where there is there is a lot of there, there was a lot of bias uh, in AI data sets, and today the uh, there is a lot of awareness. So people are trying to build more representation into the data sets, and that's that's pretty much what's happening basically. Well, we have a pretty good example of a uh, president just south of us who seems to be uh, working off of a false data set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah to say the yeah. least <laughs> not sure where he gets his data sets <laughs> yeah but it's important to 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 be aware of that bias and because uh as more businesses start to sell ai as uh you know like like, like the ultimate cure for all your problems uh this is going to be this is going to get more mainstream and it's get going to get more difficult for uh for us to spot if we're not really careful about it yeah, well, absolutely. Well, and especially since, you know, there's this perception when you say AI, you think, well, okay, this is, this is infallible almost. And if there's, you're right. I mean, if there's, if there's bias, if there's bias, like at the, at the development level programmed right into it, then, you know, it's not going to be as visible uh, to the to yeah. sort of the, the user as. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and I think that, you know, there needs to be not just, I mean, that comes when you have more diversity in the teams that build uh, these AI tools, you know, so that everyone's more sensitive and attuned uh, to to bias itself in the first place. So I, I'm a big believer in, in like having very diverse uh tech teams that build these AIs and, and, you know, companies should have uh, an AI ethics board or some kind of supervisory board that, that whose job is to just look and constantly think about is our data set biased? Is our AI biased? What can we do to fix it? And I think that's, that's super important. Well, and that's an interesting thought. And, you know, I, I am almost positive that that's something we'll see as AI becomes a thing is that, you know, AI ethics. It is a thing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 
it, it is actually a thing, you know. I, I think uh, you know Stanford has a course uh, that's dedicated exclusively to AI ethics, and uh, there are lots of universities and companies sort of waking up to the fact that you know uh, reckless or or you know real uh, putting in too much trust in AI is not always the best thing. So that's that's actually a real thing that's that's happening in the last. You know, I, a year or so, I'm seeing lots of universities, lots of lots of companies adopting this whole AI ethics uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that's healthy. Yeah, that's right. Actually, now that now that you guys are talking about that, yeah, I do remember like reading articles about, especially about um, the driverless cars stuff. Um, yeah. And when they're talking about programming those and like programming in these these moral dilemmas, like you know, if the car is about to hit. A pedestrian does it does it swerve to miss this pedestrian and kill the occupant or does it kill the pedestrian to save the occupant type of you know these these ethical situations and that all all that stuff has to be programmed in See, that's an easy one you, you kill the pedestrian because they didn't put the car <laughs> well, that's true <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, but the fun, yeah. you, you laugh, but I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere that something like Volvo, mm -hmm. like they programmed their cars to swerve to miss the pedestrian. But Mercedes was just like, no, no, we, you, you save the occupant. If you're oh, driving a Benz, that's okay. you know, you want. You, See, and that's the difference between a luxury car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, 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 you laugh, but it's true. It's true. There's. <laughs> It's like that car I'm about to hit, is it a Toyota or is it a Lexus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 if it's a competitor car, then you take it out. Yeah. That's, that's what the problem is. See, that's why you need a split thing where it's like facial recognition. You can look up the person's record. Is the person I'm going to hit, did he vote for Trump? Oh, he did? Okay, just run him over. <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. How I much just, of our audience is down south? I just, I just, JK, I love you. Love you all. Love everybody. Half now. <laughs> Uh, let's hope we're reaching those in the Netherlands. <laughs> so anything you want to talk about the app that we haven't sort of hit on in terms of what it can do or things that you guys have got in the pipeline? Hmm. Uh, I think we have a bunch of stuff in the pipeline. So one of the things that we're like super excited about that came out, uh, the update uh, uh, for that came out just uh, two or three days ago. It's uh, a major up, you know, or like a major update to our scan and find tab. So we have three tabs within the app. So we have the text tab, which has all the text recognition stuff. So being able to read uh, instantly and handwriting and documents and so on. And then we have the general tab, which contains stuff like scene description and barcode recognition and so on. And then we have the scan and find tab. The scan and find tab is basically where you can scan for particular objects or people in the surrounding and it can let you know if it sees it's in the surrounding. So that's something we just launched about two days ago, and uh, it's been getting really good reception uh, from our users. So they're now able to go ahead and detect common objects in their surroundings. And when they like, you know, take their phone around and keep pointing it around, it just beeps when the object is in frame. And uh, we're going to double down on that. We're going to go ahead and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, people, people know the position. People uh, can possibly also know the distance uh, from the object. Uh, and it can also go ahead and, you know, detect faces in real time. So if you have a face trained with Envision, that can also be, go, that can, you can also go ahead and detect that as well in the surrounding. So that's something that we're really excited about. Uh, that can do uh, what text recognition is and what instant text is to text recognition to all the users of our app. Uh, this is going to be something for folks who are into object recognition as well. 
that's something we're super excited about and the glasses of course the glasses right. is something that we are like working on pretty actively right now and uh, that is that's in the pipeline as well and hopefully we'll have uh, something to to show everyone uh, soon yeah that's these are like the two big things that we're working on right now apart from that of course we have an update coming out uh, almost every two weeks so you can expect stuff like currency recognition and light detection and all that you know all the all the normal stuff uh, and also we're working on a couple of you know big features that it's a little early to talk about because we still need to do a lot of user validation and user testing uh, which is the concepts uh, but yeah they're going to be huge when they come out excellent well we look forward to that so karthik if people are interested in envision uh where can they find you guys so they can find us uh on the app store and the google play store so they can just search for envision ai that's e n v i s i o n ai or just search for envision and uh we're going to show up there so you can find us there as well perfect and the app does come with a, a two-week completely free trial correct yes uh two-week absolutely no strings attached free trial so you can try it out and if you like it you can go ahead and take a subscription uh else uh yeah we're gonna be sad <laughs> karthik yeah. thanks so much for uh for burning the midnight oil and talking to us today not a problem at all i mean thanks for having me it's been great chatting with you guys perfect and best of luck with the app and uh we'll check back in with you maybe uh, when the glasses are out and uh and talk to you again yeah, sure thing. Uh, would really like to, you know, chat with you guys as well once we have an early prototype of the glasses out, and we'll have a definite when once we have a definite date and site, uh, we'll go ahead and chat with you guys as well on that. That sounds good. Okay, Karthik, have a great evening. Right. Have a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. Interesting, interesting. I see, Ryan. I thought you'd be pretty excited about about that app for the fact that it's. Uh, I've never seen an app like this that's been released for both platforms. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that part of it's interesting. You know, again, I have the Seeing AI app on my iPhone. I have the trial version, or I had the trial of Envision AI, but like I mentioned earlier, I haven't had a lot of time to play with it. So I might might pay for a month's subscription and just you know, do a comparison of the two. But, you know, it's great. We have more options. Options it, are good. Mm -hmm. It amazes me that an eight-person team w w were able to not only build this app, um, but on on both iOS and Android. I mean, how many times do we talk to uh, you know the the Microsoft guys and ask them about that, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, oh, we we gotta just we're just focusing on developing for iOS right now, blah 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 blah. And here the, here's these guys, eight person team, boom. Yep. They you know both platforms. So that well, I think that shows that I think if you do the research, the trends of blind and partially sighted individuals strictly staying with iOS is shifting. Mm. You know, Android's becoming more mature. It's becoming more accessible. And with Android, you have a lot more choice on the device you want to use. So I think that's shifting. Well, therein, therein lies the, the issue, I think, because, you know, these guys have developed for multiple languages so they're right. covering a larger swath of the world than microsoft is with yeah. seeing ai yeah and in the the section of the world that um the, that's the, true that iphones are super popular 
it tends to be the more affluent nations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, the cheaper phones out there are Android phones. Right. Yeah. So if yeah. they're, if they're going to address the needs of those, you know, those communities in, in uh, lower income parts of the world, uh, they, they need. That's true. Yeah. They need it. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good point. Huh. Good on them. Yeah. yeah amazing. Uh, I mean, 60 I languages. To these guys, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'd recommend anybody, you know, and if two week free trial, people like you can't hurt, go check it yeah, out. Yeah, go play. Give, give it a try. And uh, if you like it, sign up, subscribe. Was it five bucks a month? I think American. I think it's eight US. Is it eight US? Yeah. I think it's like seven, seven forty nine. It sounds like there's also an US. option to just buy out completely, right? Yeah, there's monthly, there's annually, and then there's lifetime. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. 200 bucks US lifetime. The way I eat, not worth it. <laughs> KD and Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Not going to get $200, $200 worth of you don't, lifetime. You don't think your lifetime is uh, is that long? I don't know. The way he's No, because I think not. Ryan's going to kill me one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I just need my self-driving car and just tell it, okay, if you see Rob Minot or you see like a pole, That's right. aim for Rob Minot. That's right, search and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> the Terminator car. That's right. Oh boy! All right. I love you, Let's, Rob. I know. I love you too. Buddy. Oh, I feel the love. <laughs> and you feel. Oh, I'm going to send Liz out to give you. A, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't yeah. think you can afford her. Give you, give you the, get her to give you the mama bear. All right. Uh, hey Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? Atbanter.com. Uh, they can also email us if they so desire. Cowbell. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Let's try that again. Cowbell <laughs> at atbanter.com. Uh, where else can they find us? Well, we're on Facebook, atbanter. And uh, we're on Twitter, atbanter. AT underscore banter. Hey, oh, I'm sorry, AT underscore banter, yes. And Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. atbanter. Have you guys noticed on the podcast feeds that there's some jerk who's taken our word? There's a, there's like another banter podcast. Oh, there's a bunch actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But they've only got 107 episodes. We've got damn near 150 <laughs> now. Yeah. I so, so uh, they ought to give that word back to us. Jerks. How dare they steal our word? Hmm. Yeah. It was their first. Yep, yep. Uh, what else? Uh, did we did we do everything? Yeah, yeah I guess I that's yeah, it. Eh? We did. All right. Well, if that's the case, then uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening in yet again. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.